it is that magical time of the week. Another journal entry from a fucked newbie trucker. This is the trials, trails, and tribulations of my career as a truck driver. Welcome to trucking life of a trucker who's a motherfucker of your mama's bad ass. Welcome to trucking life of a trucker who's a motherfucker with a big fat ass dick. So please sit back and enjoy the podcast. It is just a snack and never gets old fast. Well, it is week 30 being recorded in week 31 because, well, I got really spooky, spooky, because this is an update for October 8th through the 11th, a very, very short week in the trucking industry. But, you know, sometimes you need that really short week, you know reason why I got behind on this particular week is I had a lot of thinking on my mind. And I'm going to explain that as, this, as I go on here. What was going through my mind? What was I thinking about? Because it all leads up to week 31. Yeah, whatever. So there's that. Now let's go ahead and start with the 8th. The 8th wasn't my best day. I was very, very, very unhappy. I got all the way to my customer in Ohio. Now, this is a place I've been to before. And they make you go inside this cage while they unload you. Not very cool. So I brought my coffee, my good mug. I brought it in, you know, so I had some coffee to drink while sitting there waiting. Now, last time they got me unloaded in about uh, 30 minutes or less. But this time I sat in there for an hour and a half. Because when they were unloading the trailer, one of the pallets fell over inside the truck, deep inside. And they played hell trying to get that pallet out of there. So basically what they had to do was unload all the boxes off the pallet, put it onto a new pallet, and of course then they can get it out of there. Because it was it fell over in such a way, it was really wedged against the wall. And all I'm worried about is like, please don't damage the trailer. Please don't damage the trailer. You know, i got to go, i got to use this trailer, i got to get another load up in Michigan for another to pick up some more of that uh, insulation crap. So I'm getting worried. I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? Because, you know, I wanted to at least go and pick up my next load before I shut down for the day. But no, you know, I had to sit there and wait. And then when I finally uh, started pulling away and leaving there and getting on the highway, I go to grab my coffee. And then I realized... Oh, fuck me, man. Fuck me. I left my coffee mug at the uh, customer. Nothing I can do about it now. I just got to move on and say, well, guess I'm going to have to buy a new one. And already at that point on my clock, I'm like, I can at least get about 20 miles away from my shipper before my clock runs out. So I'm going to max this clock out and stay at a pilot. And I'll pick up a new coffee mug there. Which I got now. I don't know if I'm a fan of it. It's a little overkill. It was twenty-five fucking dollars. It's called the Pro Fill uh, Refuel Refresh and Save Pilot Flying J Mug. It's got a cool button on the top, so it seals it really good. Mm, I'll take a swig now. And it, uh, the bottom of it, is a smaller coffee cup that you can unscrew from it. So 
I don't know. Right now, how I'm using it is I make my you know make my coffee, put it in the top, and then as as I as that's because I like to do the what do you call it the where you drip it through the not drip it you pour it into like a coffee filter mug kind of thing. I think it's called a percolator. I think that's the term they call that thing. You put it on top of the cup and you drip it through, and I use that. It's a smaller cup once it fills up a little bit and pour it into there, drink some of that coffee, and then uh, wait for it to fill the top one. I mean, it works really great. I'm loving it. It's just awkward in the cup holder because it's huge. It's a huge coffee mug. I mean, coffee lasts me a good three hours, and then after that I switch to water. I mean, sometimes I do good without having coffee, but... There's just something about having coffee in the morning. It's just, <coughs> excuse me, it's just necessary, just necessary. So after staying at that Flying J, I get up for my my work on the 9th, go pick up my insulation. And I had to run this, this down to, um, where was it? Uh, I've been there before. It's one where I had to... It's near Chicago-ish area. I think it was Oak Park. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> I can't quite remember. That's what happens when you do this a little bit late. But, oh, my God. It was pouring rain. I actually got there early in the morning on the, what was it, the the 10th, I believe? And Sam, my my brain is kind of farting here. Yeah, yeah, it was early morning on the tenth. By the time I I got it there, because it was uh, it was an appointment, but I didn't have to be there till early morning, like five a.m. And I'm trying to trying to, and I've been here before. It's one where you got to kind of go into the left lane right along the line on the highway, and then ninety into the the slot. But this time, unlike last time, there's two docks in there. This time they had a class uh, class B sitting in there. I'm like, God damn it. So I tried multiple times. It's pouring rain, so I'm trying to have my window open and do this. So I'm getting wet. I'm getting soaking wet. And then, of course, people are coming on the highway. It's early in the morning, so there isn't much traffic as there was much this time. But still, there's people in the way. They're, you know, I'm trying to get in there, and I keep failing and failing and failing. And I even had to go around the block once to try to reset up. Now, my problem was is I had to do a certain type of pull-up. Because what was happening is when my tractor, when I wanted to get my tractor under the trailer to finish the maneuver into the dock, I had, I kept, you know, going into this ditch because there's a ditch on both sides. I'm like, how can I do this and not go into the ditch? And then I realized on the on the last time I got it, I did a I did a pull up, kind of like this time I did a pull up almost straight, not straight, but at a, I want to say I don't know the angle. To call this, we'll say, about a 10 o'clock angle from the dock. <laughs> That's a hell of a description, right? And pulled forward and then turned turned left. And then I just kept my left and then backed it in there. It went right in. I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a little different. So I'm still learning and getting comfortable with the backing, and I'm still learning neat little maneuvers and tricks. If I'm in a situation where I think it's impossible, I almost gave up. I was like, this is damn near impossible. I'm like, no, I did it before. I can do it again. I'm just doing something. And I think if I remember correctly, I did do that pull-up. Uh, 
the first time I did it. But I got it on the on the first try. At least I got it in the hole. But see, I just got it between the two docks because I didn't have to be specific of where I was aiming the first time. This time I did because of the Class B that was in the other dock. So I had to be right on point. I couldn't just kind of get it in there and then, you know, straighten it up uh, after I was in there. So it added in, uh, added in an extra challenge. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten it in there. The other way, but that, it, it was all on that pull-up because otherwise, if I wouldn't have done it, it would have ended up in that ditch. Yeah. So, yeah, got more, got more backing practice there. Then, of course, I sat there. I just fell asleep and uh, decided, you know what? While I'm sitting there, I decided to go on to our, our work app. And go under career opportunities. Kind of funny because they just sent a message. They send this message out like, I don't know, every few weeks. Check out career opportunities in the rail app. And uh, uh, check out at the driving opportunities and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. And I'm thinking, well, since you send me the message anyways, I'm going to do it this time. I'm just going to go go apply for this early. I'm going to try this. I was procrastinating all week if I was going to do this or wait to the week of where it would have been on October 22nd to do this. So I go ahead send my message and uh, and just say, okay, well, I'll see what happens. So later on in the day, I get an email saying, hey, we noticed uh, you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, you need to be at least 50 miles from the Gary Terminal. So this is where I had to send an email explaining my current RV life situation. I'm like, well, so let's see how this goes. So I explained to him, you know, um, that's my registered address for registering vehicles, getting mail, all that. But I live in my RV, and I'm currently staying in Portage, Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I, I said, try to, hopefully that's not too confusing, and I, I kind of understand that. And uh, I was like, I wonder how they're going to take that, you know. I wonder how many people they got working for them uh, that live in their RVs, you know, that are van dwellers. Hashtag RV life, hashtag van lifers. Yeah. And eventually I got an email saying, okay, we understand. Um, I'll forward this over to the proper person and go from there. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's a, that's a good first step. It's better than last time where I just got a message saying, eh, eh, gotta, gotta go six months. So I was like, okay, well, this is definitely going in the right direction that I wanted to go. So on Friday the 11th, I had to run down to um, near Juliet. It was a little bit south of Juliet, but it had a Juliet address. And pick up a load that needed to be delivered Friday night. So I was like, and, they, and I wasn't sure on how my home time was going to work this week. So I'm like, well, they'll probably, because it's been a short week, I'll probably end up working Saturday and Sunday. But, however, I had to, what, during my 10-hour break, because this particular week I started it, you know, late um, Monday, I guess you would say Tuesday morning-ish, but, you know, 0, zero 100, right there at midnight uh, Monday, or so that would have been Tuesday morning. I, uh, so I was running uh, pretty much... Uh, by the time that went in the week, I was starting like at uh, 8 p.m. at night and getting done around uh, 8 or 9-ish in the morning, depending on how the, how the loads went. So I ended up picking up this load in Juliet, 
and then had to go to the quickest, closest truck stop and take a 10. And for some reason, they had the appointment set for 1400, which I don't know why the planners would have done that because I wouldn't have made it there in time. Well, just makes sense to me, right? So while I'm sitting there, while I'm sitting there, um, my phone rings. Okay. Oh, okay. I answered the phone, and uh, I guess you'd kind of call it like a phone interview kind of a thing. That's what I'm calling it anyways. Basically, it was a lot of information and questions. I, of course, asked the question, would I be able to work, like, you know, Wednesday through Sunday and have, like, Monday, Tuesday off? And I was like, no, this is a Monday through Friday situation. Okay, because he's like, there's not, there's, not much, there's not much freight on the weekends. I'm like, okay, oh, that's understandable. It's, it is what it is, so it is what it is. So no argument there, because the goal, you know, is to get the local position. And then I... What else did I... Oh, yeah, I know. He, then it got into, like, hours. He says they normally run 12-hour shifts. Um, there's a set from, like, 2 a.m. in the morning to 2 in the afternoon, and then they have another one for 7 in the morning till 7 at night, and then 7 in the morning till... You know what I mean? So there's different different shifts there. But they were heavily in need from somebody at the 7 a.m. Um, shift. I'm guessing because everyone uh, goes and takes the uh, the night ones for, you know, traffic in the Chicago area. So the 7 one is in demand. And I thought about it just quickly in my head. I'm like... Yeah, I'll be interested in the 7, 7 a.m. one. I'm thinking, well, might as well. Uh, because one thing about this is I'm not no longer worried about, <coughs> excuse me, worried about finding parking at a truck stop at the end of the day. I won't have to worry about that. Now, I just don't know how the clock's going to work. It's still all new to me. Uh, I guess I'll learn and figure it out. Holy cow, this truck is uh, really loud busier today. You can probably hear it in the background. It's really fucking busy today. And there he goes. He's grabbing a trailer. He's got a loud one in reverse. Holy shit. <laughs> so I made the decision on that. And he, he, he says, well, I'll tell you what. On Monday, on the 14th, before you start your day, go ahead. We'll have a meeting and we'll talk about this a little more. So kind of like, I'm like, well, I guess that's now officially kind of like the in-person interview, I guess you would say. That's how I'm looking at it. It wasn't called an interview. That's what I'm calling it because that's, that's technically what it is, right? Getting interviewed, that's what it was. That was a phone interview, so the next one's going to be an in-person one, right? So I'm like, cool. I made it that far. I made it that far. We'll see what happens on Monday, you know. See what happens on Monday where I was sitting. So I'm going to kind of kind of leave that as a cliffhanger right there for now until until after the sponsor break. Cuz after the sponsor break, I'll give you what happened. Cuz this is a short short episode because like I said, having this local flow thing on my mind. And for some reason after every day I was really really tired, I just like wanted to sleep cuz I was also kind of depressed, you know. It's starting 
it, it's starting to get to me, you know what I mean? It's really starting to get to me. So I was depressed, and so I just want to, you know, sleep. You know, it's just like, eh. It was starting to hit my mental health, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But after that call, all of a sudden, the pre-plan I'm on gets changed into a relay. And I get a message from my fleet manager saying, hey, um, another driver is going to come and take that load off of you. Um, he's going to give you an empty. And then once that's done and you're 10 hours over, just go ahead, head over to the Gary Terminal and start your day at 6 a.m. on Monday. So a part of me is like, oh, sweet. So I get to get out of here about 8 p.m., about an hour's drive or so. So I'll be home around 10 o'clock tonight on a Friday night. Two nights with the wife, baby, and I don't have to be there till 6 in the morning. And I kind of knew what I was going to be doing. I had a, a meeting at 6 in the morning. So I'm like, yeah. I haven't I just, even though it was a short week, didn't get many miles, you know, the pay pay is going to take a little bit of a hit. I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because already my mind is in a good mood. Um, it was just all on how things went on that Monday morning. So, of course, that made my whole weekend kind of kind of nervous, you know. But it was kind of nice to have that extra time with the wife. We discussed her plans, and she's she's kind of excited. She's, she's really, really hopeful. She's like, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope you uh, change over to that fleet and you end up doing it. And I'm like, yeah, so do I. So do I. That'd be great. People see me, they're driving by, and they're looking at me with this microphone. Yeah. It's kind of a weird looking, it's a Zoom H1 handy recorder with this big um, fluffy thing on it. That's the uh, main part of the microphone. And the looks that people give me as they're driving by, like, what is he doing? You know, and then I got headphones on so I can hear, yeah, I can monitor the audio. And they're like, what the hell is this guy doing? This is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. They ever came up to him and said, hey, what the hell are you doing? Check out Trucking Life of a Trucker on Anchor.fm or in your favorite podcast app of choice. Ooh. <laughs> and all this week I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm so behind on the podcast. So that's why you've got double episodes uh, last week. And it's going to be double episodes next week so I can get back on track. Uh, the trick is not to fall behind because then you're doing it a lot. All right, here goes Mr. D. What does D stand for? Dick. Yeah, 706 Pirates. Huh, that's a hell of a name for your uh, uh, owner-op. But he's got a cool PD. He's got a cool PD. It's a day, day cab PD. It's a cute little PD, bye. <laughs> so there you go. I am uh, officially going to leave you hanging until after a break with our sponsor, Anchor. So now it is time to kind of reflect now that uh, the OTR um, portion of my new career is uh, done. Well, kind of. I you never know. I might do it again in the future. But yeah, I am officially a local driver working in the Chicago metro area. And uh, 
it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Um, the first thing that was kind of weird was when I cleaned out my truck, <clears throat> it was like when I went uh, back home to the RV, it was like, it felt weird. It was like I was moving in again. You know, like I, I moved out. My wife's like, it feels like you're moving in. I go, I know this is going to be weird. Um, getting used to, uh, coming home every night and, uh, having weekends off it's just gonna be weird and it was just it even felt weird just moving back into the moving back in it was like i didn't realize how much of my life i actually had inside the truck because i didn't really leave much at home because uh, i needed most of it uh while i was out right and uh oh it's funny they're sending me a return home survey right now i'm like okay that's different uh, but yeah, so far, um, I have been doing it two weeks now. That's going to change how, how the podcast is going to work. I'm still de- debating in my head how I want to work it out because before doing the daily uh, journal entry thing was something to do while I was at the end of the day. But now that I, uh, uh, go home and I end up, you know, getting into a normal kind of like uh, relaxing evening routine. So I'm debating on um, starting uh, ending this episode as end of season one and then doing a season two as the uh, local driver thing and just kind of say what I wanted to do because I know the next one I've been already been working on it is trying to make a kind of like spooky Halloween kind of a thing. I don't know if it's really going to work out, but I will, I'll try it and see what it turns into. I just been, every time I make a little update or talk about something, it's, I try to put a scary spin on it and it's not working the way I thought it would work, but eh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be what it is. So that's going to be the start of season two. And then I'm going to change it up a little bit because it's, it's going to be different now. It's just, the whole thing. So I won't be doing like every week. I'm actually debating maybe doing it bi-weekly because it's just, yeah, it isn't really much going on like it was when I was new. I mean, things are still happening, you know, things are still going on. There's still this bullshit, you know, like sitting at docks for hours and um, having messed up trailers. Yeah. So that that portion is still there, dealing with Chicago traffic on a daily basis, which, believe it or not, is not as bad as I thought it was. Um, sometimes the morning run, sometimes, um, is perfectly fine, and and it's usually the return back one, too, and returning back to the terminal for the day. Uh, as far as, like, getting off at night, sometimes I've gotten off, like, at... Uh, 4.30, you know, got back to the terminal at 4.30, and there's times where I've gotten there at, at 8 p.m. actually got to, last week, got to use that uh, called 16-hour exception. That was kind of neat. Um, could have used that over the road. So it, the, the days, I, you know, my wife's like, well, what time do you come home? Well, kind of like before, I really don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'll be home when I get home. I just don't know if I'm going to be home at 5 or later in the evening, but that's uh, still... It's kind of interesting to, to play with. Huh? But as I'm doing it now, I kind of look back um, of the at the OTR days. I uh, 
definitely not going to miss, you know, the really, 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 really short weekends, the 34 hours, you know, at home and then taking off, you know, it's just like barely enough time. It's nice having a weekend again. It's really nice. Um, depending on how the day goes, when you go home at night, it's like, you know, it could be, usually you have to take 10 anyways, but it could be 10 or 15 hours, you know, it's, uh, depends on what time you get back. Cause we always, I always start at 7am in the morning, but then there's been times where, cause we share a truck with another driver and we switch off. Uh, sometimes she'll be late coming back and then I'll start about nine. So it's, yeah, it's different. It's different. But uh, I always think about um, uh, one other thing. Yeah, I return to a terminal every night. So hunting down for parking spaces or try to get into a truck stop, that is also no longer an issue. And I like that. Don't have to deal with that. Because I was worried about that over the winter because it's like, okay, in the wintertime I want to run during the day because you really don't want to run nights in that situation, especially when it gets cold and wet and icy. Being out in the day would be a little bit better, but then again, at the end of the day, you got to struggle when everyone else is to try to find parking. So, oh, wow, what the hell's going on out there? Sounds like somebody's uh, alarm clock is uh, going off. But so, yeah, uh, one of the biggest thing I think I'm going to miss is going somewhere. It's like right now, I just go basically. Most I've ever gone is about 130 miles out, so not very far. Once a bird before, I can go anywhere to two to three, five, you know. I'm going on a trip somewhere, so I won't be able to see uh, the Upper Peninsula um, in its fall colors. I was actually kind of looking forward to that because it was just starting to change, but I'm not going to not gonna see that now unless I go up there and uh, look at it, you know, drive up there. But... Won't be able to see a lot of that in the fall color. Uh, it was kind of nice being able to kind of take it. It's like a mini journey. We were going on those journeys. I mean, I never really wandered too far away, but still occasionally end up over in Pennsylvania or Kentucky or Tennessee, uh, Kansas. I think Kansas, like I said, that's the furthest west one I've ever had. But, uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm going to miss that one the most. I remember... All the little times of, am I going to make it to a truck stop? One of the most memorable memories I have still to this day was when I uh, had to park and sleep at an abandoned Kmart uh, around, I think it was Dayton, Ohio. I can't remember offhand, but that's my most vivid, fun adventure out of the OTR. I really enjoyed that. And then there's a few, like the first time I went up into the Upper Peninsula, that was really neat. Wandering around uh, um, northern Wisconsin and the UP, and yeah, I'm gonna. I, that's that's my best memories in those areas. And of course, now that I'm doing the Chicago metro area, the one spot that I hated the most, I'm gonna have to learn to deal with it. I'm just gonna have to suck it up. There's only like a couple of options, and I, like I said, I didn't want to do nights. I wanted to do days because of. Uh, when things get uh, a little colder, a little wet, a little more snowier, I'd rather be out in the day. And since I don't have to deal with a truck stop anymore, uh, it's going to be nice doing it that way. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Maybe. 
I'm trying to think of uh, anything else, kind of thinking back, you know, going on on the journey. Not wondering if you're going to go home this weekend or not. That's That was... Uh, they always say that when you look back on something, you look back on it a little bit more fonder, a little bit more fun, even though at the time you didn't enjoy it or it was scary. <laughs> you know, So you look back on your memories differently when you're not in that moment anymore. So thinking back of the, the harsher times and the rough times of being out there all alone. Uh, it's been kind of weird to get used to the wife every night after over six months of only seeing her for a few hours on the weekend it uh it's different you know so it's like having that extra person around like oh my god i'm not used to this i'm not used to this at all and look at this little guy in this forklift just buzzing through the parking lot I wonder if he's coming over here to uh Unload me now. Oh, man. Doesn't sound like it's running very good. <laughs> Sounds like it's about to die. Oh, you're running out of propane. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> he was running out of propane in his forklift. That's funny. Oh. Anyways, where was I? <clears throat> Yeah, just kind of thinking about I'm trying to think if there's any, like, epic memory I remember besides sitting at shippers. I mean, I still sit um, when I unload right, like right now. I, if I'm lucky, two loads a day. I get one out and then one back. If I can fit a third one in there, it would be awesome. Um, but most of the time, because I'm daytime worker, it's kind of kind of different. Still uh, feeling out the pay, uh, the pay right now. It has actually been kind of a bit of the same of what I've been getting paid before. So that's good. I actually had to go and uh, buy, I bought a small Toyota Urus, I think it's, yeah. I bought a cheap little uh, commuter car because uh, driving the van... For example, it takes about $75 to fill the tank. And then to drive back and forth from where the RV's at to the terminal, not that bad. But it uses an entire tank of gas a week. So after two weeks, it's like, oh, wow, that's 150 bucks. So buying a used you know, used vehicle, 80,000 miles on it, and the payments are about $250 a month. So right there, that makes, and it only costs, oh, yeah, right there, it makes up for the cost of what it's going to be monthly to run the uh, the van. So I, it's just not practical as a as a commuter. Um, so right there, that's what, 300, about 300 bucks a month in fuel to run the van. So with the, uh, the car, gas is, of course, going to be a little bit cheaper. I filled it up, and it was like only $22 to fill the car up from empty. As far as how long the tank's going to last, it's still new, so I'll fill it up. But still, it means that's what is that? About eighty. If it's only once a week, that's eighty eighty dollars a month. So it kind of 
weighs out itself if, if it goes that way. I don't know how the gas, but I'm kind of like saying what is, if, it, if it's going to be a little bit cheaper in the long run than running the van and uh, doing it that way. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of nice. And plus, driving a car is much easier on the commute than uh, driving a uh, the van. And then I want to I want to get some work done on the van. Anyways, I want to get some new tires. The brakes need work. Um, you know, just need just need some uh, you know a little bit of TLC. I want to give it a little bit of TLC. That way, it's uh ready to tow the trailer when it comes to move the trailer to Arizona in the future. So there's that. And as far now that I'm doing the local thing, of course, my contract, I was up to about 70,000 know, 70, miles on my contract. So I was doing really good. I could probably uh, finish that a lot quicker if I stayed OTR and probably be done by March. But uh, now it's probably going to be, you know, end of next next summer, somewhere around there. So it's going to extend the time it takes to uh, pay off this contract. So there is that as the downside so with that and dealing with the Chicago area traffic, those two down things that make it a downer totally, totally outweigh the fact that I go home, I see the wife and dog every night, get to sleep in my own bed, and uh, get to have uh, some weekends. It was it's been weird the last couple of weeks because I'm you know like I said I've been used to the 34 hours, and if I'm lucky I might get 40 you know 48. Get off it. You know, Friday, like I got off last week, I got off Friday at, you know, 6 o'clock. I got off, I got off a uh, shift. Okay, it's Friday night, go home, have a normal Friday night, and I have a Saturday and a full Sunday, and then Monday morning, I got to be at the terminal by 7. That's my shift, is basically 7, uh, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m.-ish, to switch with the other driver, but depending on how all the loads work for the day, like I said, it can be a full 12 hours or less. Uh, only once that if I had a day where things were going a little weird and I had to use my 16-hour exemption. Man, I could use that so many times over the road, but it is what it is. I think they're unloading me now, finally. I think he got gas into his, his forklift. But oh my goodness, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the OTR, but I'm not. Um, if my wife uh, didn't want to work, it would be kind of fun to take her along with me, you know, do that. But I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it in the future or not. Definitely giving this uh, local stuff a try because I know once we get settled into Arizona, that's the kind of work I'm gonna look for. Except it won't be big rig. I want to do class B, you know, local delivery kind of stuff. Or even, you know, like the, you know, the really big, uh, what are they call transit vans like you see Amazon doing. Those Amazon Prime vans. Something like that. You know, something that pays hourly. But, you know, requires a CDL. I kind of got this one out of my system. But you never know. You never know. I might go back to it someday in the future just for the hell of it. I don't know. But I knew no. I know I have a kind of like a goal thing I want to do, and if finances go right, maybe one day buy my own um, kind of like Class B, or maybe even my own tractor trailer and do the owner operator thing and do uh, local loads. And then I probably wouldn't mind OTR that way because I'd be like, okay, we're just gonna do, you know, 
a few days of OTR and then do local stuff in between, you know, say like, oh, you know, I'm in the mood to go across the country and do a nice long run, you know, and just go do it, you know, but not live that way, you know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go right now. I'm definitely doing it this way. It gives me experience in uh, doing with it. And the day cab is way, way different. It's kind of nice having a window behind you. You can see a lot to that window behind you. Um, it's really, really convenient because you didn't have that in the day cab. Only problem, though, that I miss is, of course, being able to jump in the sleeper during a live load and unload. That was really, really nice. And there really is no way to get comfortable in here to take a snooze. It's like trying to snooze on a airplane on a 16-hour flight where there's no leg room and you're cramped in there. You just can't get comfortable. It's too bad the truck wasn't set up like, you know, like a pickup truck where it has the seat going all the way across instead of two separate seats. If it was set up like that, you could. You know, you can lay down on it, like, and take a quick snooze. I mean, I do see people snoozing in these things. I'm like, how do they do that? That's That looks uncomfortable as hell. But not me, you know. Not me. Okay, I'm trying to think if there's uh, anything I want to kind of discuss there. Um, definitely pay attention because I'm not going to do it weekly anymore. I've, I've done that for the last almost 30 weeks, and it's getting hard to keep up on. And I want to do it differently, especially now that it's going, you know, cha- the chapter of this uh, truck driving life is changing. And uh, i got to make a change here. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just going to kind of play with it. So don't be surprised if episodes get a little bit less or a little bit shorter. I mean, this episode's already kind of short. It didn't follow the format of, uh, of the previous ones. But like, cause like, I said, like I said, I'm going home at the end of the day, and I was like, you know what, I'm relaxing now. Before it was like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm sitting in the truck twiddling my thumbs. So doing the little updates was something to do. It was something to do. But I'll definitely, like, I'm thinking about taking, like, notes of things that are going on during the week, anything I want to talk about, and then just kind of talk about them. I'll maybe want to talk about other things in the trucking industry, uh, kind of feel out that that whole table, um, like what's what's going on in some of our groups and all the drama, maybe talk about some drama. I like drama. Or I might take it in a completely different direction. I have another idea in my in my head, but I don't know how well that would kind of play out literally how that would play out but it would be fun it would be a fun way to do it it would be kind of kind of weird but it would be fun and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what that idea is because i don't want to put it out there and then maybe people expect it or be like what yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that i've gone on for a what oh, almost 20 minutes here should probably get this uploaded so this episode's out there and for people able to get people able to get I just love when I come up with this stuff (laughs) Uh, so uh, the next episode will be season 2 goal is to try to have it out the night before Halloween which is what about 2 days and try to come up with something fun and different just for the holiday to be spooky i don't think it's going to be very spooky or that good but we'll we'll see what happens so stay tuned for that episode coming up season two of trucking life of a trucker 
This ends season one of Trucking Life of a Trucker as the OTR guy. Now, a local flocal. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you all later. You all have a good day and good night. And uh, the journey continues. Enjoy the road. Uh, that, that ending, that closing did not work. So you know what? Um, I need a closer. Enjoy the trees. Ending this trucking life of a trucker Who's a motherfucker of your mama's badass Ending this trucking life of a trucker Who's a motherfucker with a big fat ass dick Glad you listened and enjoy the podcast It is just a snack and never gets old fast Thank you all for listening this week Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app Follow me on Twitter at Anthrit, Instagram at Anthrit Onirovato, www.anthrit.com. Send an email to Anthrit at Anthware.com or leave a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash Anthrit. Remember, from this time and every time on, keep on clicking on my butt fuck truck. This is Anthony from Anthware, signing off. <laughs>